0: put all that in the episode yay it's time for the art and science punks the podcast where we talk about art science and technology as punks we love to create to explore to fail to learn and to listen to loud music I'm one of your punks Kate Stenzinger and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner
1: and you're waiting to hear me say my own name (laughs) hi I'm Rob Stenzinger
0: I feel like you want me to rewrite the intro I don't. I feel I, like you don't love the intro. No, anymore. I love the
1: intro. You tell not I'm just playing the uh, the goofball spoiler, right? Oh. Just for the first few seconds of the show, and then I just am serious as heck.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really. Yeah. Okay. Now like, I know. Now I know your formula. Well. I was unaware of your formula before. It was a secret? <laughs> secret formula.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. Well, tonight, my love. Yes. We're going to talk about something that I'm really excited about, as opposed to all the other podcasts where we talk about things that I'm not excited yeah, about. We tend to
1: be excited about the things we actually talk about. So, okay, rock on. What, what's, yeah. What's up?
0: We're going to talk about something new and exciting in our lives, mm-hmm. something that we're excited to announce and to talk about and to kind of share with the Art and Science Punk's community. Mm. We're going to talk about new business.
1: Okay. Yep. That's, this has been a big thing we've been working on. So uh, no i'm I'm looking forward to the, to this uh how did you want to go about sharing well this new business
0: so let's um first let's say what the new business is why don't you jump in with what's the new business?
1: okay, so our new business is we are providing professional and personal coaching services so hooray yeah the like coaching services are um you you hire someone to help you navigate oh. a conversation. What?
0: Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yes. Hey honey. Hi. What is coaching? Okay. Now go.
1: <laughs> I skipped the. Okay. So coaching <laughs> is, um, you let's
0: hire say somebody. You're,
1: you're, let's say you're stuck. You're, there's something keeping you up, up at night. There's the, the, the thing about your project or your career or, or decision. It's, it's common when stuff comes up and, you know, life is just busy and gets in the way. And there's just sort of, you can implicitly just go one path or another, but, and that's fine, honestly. But then again, maybe you want to think this through more and you want to, uh, talk it through with someone. And that's, that's what we practice is that kind of coaching. And it's not about prescribing and saying, Oh, I have the answer for you, or Kate has the answer for you. It's, it's the um it's a it's a discipline of very deeply listening and asking questions in a helpful way at with with good timing and that helps you just get unstuck pull yourself out of the thing and and move ahead and commit to taking the taking the next step and then if you keep up with coaching you can go through a whole series of decisions and and just, I don't know, navigate a whole season or situation in your career.
0: Wow, that was a fantastic description. Oh, thanks. That was really good because you're absolutely right. And I think what's cool about coaching is it really helps to empower people to build the life they want, build the thing they're working on, really kind of move themselves forward. And it happens to all of us. We all yeah. get stuck. Um you know, we're, you really want to do something, but for some reason it's not manifesting for you or it's not happening for you. Um, and it's been a really interesting process to kind of go through. And I, the, one of the things that I love about coaching and about the coaching process that we're learning and that we're, we've been practicing and, and using is that really it is um, based on the belief that, you know, the, the client, I'll call it the client, has all the answers within themselves and so my job as the coach is really to just help you understand kind of how to re- how to get at those answers, how to get at your your path forward. And it's very individual and very unique to kind of each person. So there isn't like a prescribed formula of you know, well, I know the answer or Rob knows the answer because it's what's the right answer for you. And I think that's where it's very powerful.
1: I I agree because uh, I've I've lived in in well i've had this this career of designing and building systems and automating things and um it's easy to get enamored with oh we have these solutions and you will take a solution mm-hmm. and so really early on in my in my path i just i encountered that it it seems far more natural and beneficial and and you you have a more better a well-met service when you actually just listen to where people are and see how they got there and, and believe in that. Well, they where they are is important. How they got there is important. Whatever they do next, they need to keep being that person, right? There, there's something like in technology that, that you encounter, that's just the, the opposite of coaching, like
0: the <laughs> sure.
1: op- a really common culture of, of I will solve you. And you're behaving wrong. You're doing.
0: Or I already have the solution for you. Yep. As long as it just everybody just needs to execute
1: this solution. So I feel like I lucked out and I stumbled into something where I just naturally had a bias that was counter that. And still found a way to collaborate with lots of different folks of different backgrounds to make systems. But I've had this this sort of belief and style informing my approach for many years now. And yeah, absolutely. then here you go researching coaching as, um, as like a, a, like what growth development kind of thing you're looking at.
0: Yes. Next. Yeah. So, um, I was going to ask kind of to, could I jump
1: the, the, you agenda did?
0: You just, that's awesome though. Again. Like you just, you have an outline in your head that is fantastic and it's right along with where I was going. You, uh,
1: you set me up for success. Oh, oh thank
0: you. <laughs> so, um, the heart of my question is kind of w- talk through your path to coaching because I think you yeah. have such a fascinating path to coaching. And then um, – but I will start and I will share kind of how the the research came mm-hmm. about. Uh, and then I do want to go from there, just so you know where I'm headed, um, <laughs> into kind of what is your kind of specific area that you're coaching in and, and what am I kind of working on. Oh, cool. Um, but really this came about – This is kind of a funny story. I'm going to tell the whole story, Um, so this is.
1: I think it'd be. It's great. Just go wherever it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. I encourage you.
0: This is a little personal, but I'm going to just kind of tell the whole story. So earlier this year, I was um, training to run. um, I was training to run a 10k, and it was the first 10k I have run in 20 years. That's really kind of surprising, but Mm. that's what the situation was, and I had decided that this year in my birthday month, I was going to run this 10K. And I actually, for the first time in my life, kind of put together, you know, with the help of the internet, a training plan and was actually, you know, running certain number of miles and, um, you know, doing cross training with, you know, doing yoga and doing some biking and doing some rowing and on off days and and these kinds of things, and actually like following a plan. Hmm. And for me, that took a lot of discipline. And it took a lot of um, kind of time, right? I had to I had to put my needs first. And so it was getting really close to the, to the run day. And I had, you know, a couple long runs that I would have to kind of go and do. And so I'd have to make arrangements either, you know, in my home life or my work life that, hey, I'm going to go do this long run and, you know, everybody's going to just kind of have to deal with that. And it was a very different mind space for me to be in. And I remembered this very vividly, you coming to me like a week and a half before the race. And I was feeling all like, oh, sorry, I have to go do this run. And you smiled and you looked at me and you, I will not forget, you, you looked at me and you said, what are you going to do when this is done? And I was like, well, I know, I'm sorry, you know, da, 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 it, everything, will, but the schedule will go back to normal and blah, blah. And you're like, no, 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 that's not what I mean. How are you going to keep putting yourself first? What are you going to do for you when this is done? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, cool. So if you were like, I didn't say that, I was gonna be <laughs> like, oh, what's
1: <fair> <laughs> in me? Yeah, I remember this.
0: Yeah, so no, it, was, it was
1: great to see, like being on this side of it. It's, um, it's a set of habits and things I've seen you occupy at different times. But then I, I think it's pretty meaningful and important, and important to you as far as like the the kind of, um, the kind of leader you are in your day job and the kind of, um, what well, leader you are in your home and a mom and all that stuff you you put a lot into helping others and then this inner this totally switched that up a little bit like it wasn't extreme you still did a lot of awesome amazing things yeah, I, I didn't abandon but you, you guys added this little hey wait a minute i'm going to take time and you kept doing it, it was, yeah. and and i and it was great to see
0: so i took your your words to heart. And I said, okay, what am I gonna do for me? Cause this it did it felt good. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. It felt good kind of like carving out the time for me and putting my need and my priority first. So I started researching like everything I could possibly ever dream of doing in my life. And I will not bore the listeners with all of the crazy ideas that I came up with.
1: Pick a couple crazy ones.
0: Um I was going to study acupuncture. But in order to go do that program, I had to quit my job and go to school full time for two years. Hmm. So that was out. Um, I well, I still work with. I I was going to become a tarot reader. Mm-hmm. I still do practice that, but not like as something I'm going to do for other people. I just mm-hmm. do that more for myself. Um, what are some of the other fun ones? I mean, I just I looked at like kind of everything, but everything kind of had this same. Feel to it where it was all everything I looked at was all about and it's funny you say um, it was all about helping others, Hmm. and I realized I missed kind of some um, some of that kind of one-on-one working and helping with other people. So anyway, long story short. Through that kind of experience and conversation, what I came to is that I wanted to pursue coaching and I wanted to um, kind of build a side business, if you will, around coaching and having, you know, um, some clients that I could just really dig in and work with on kind of some things that are going on in their lives and how to kind of help propel them forward.
1: Got it. So a question is yeah. your background where you sort of you skipped over something, I'm guessing. T- please correct me if I'm wrong about about this. Um, but the, the coaching and this, this took you sharing what you, what you learned and and getting me caught up again, where it, it seemed like it was very related to you, to you being like you, you're a trained therapist Mm -hmm. and, and you did that. Is that the kind of one-on-one help that you were thinking of? Yeah.
0: So I kind of missed some of that direct service. So, but when I did therapy, Mm -hmm. I worked with, with, um, children, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that was kind of my, uh, my area was was more focused on kids, and so and I did look at do I want to do some of that or go back doing some of that um part time and um selfishly, what I decided is i would, um, I wanted um this might sound bad, but I'm just going to say it. this is my like mm. honesty podcast, but I wanted to work with healthy people, right whereas when you're doing therapy there's a lot of um there can be, not always been to therapy plenty in my life, but there's a lot of disorder and there's a lot of dysfunction that you're really trying to unravel and sort out. Whereas I wanted to focus on kind of more of the um, kind of healthy behaviors and just kind of helping people kind of push forward that maybe don't have um, some more of those um, things from their past that they're trying to unpack or sort out or trauma. Like I didn't want to go back into, like it wasn't ideal for me to be like, oh, what do I want to do for me and my you know carve out some time for me. I didn't want to go kind of diving back into working with people in trauma either because mm. I've been through that and it's great work and hard work, um but that wasn't kind of where I wanted to go.
1: Totally interesting. And and that that really helped me a lot because I when I heard oh, coaching um I thought one has to be a therapist to be a coach.
0: Mm. Right?
1: And, uh, evidently that's, that's not the case because it's, it's really, um, therapy. It, I mean, it has some related, um, structure and practice and whatnot, but It's for as a casual ops outside observer, who is not a therapist, uh, it's making that, making that statement. Um, but it's, but it's, uh, but that whole focus on, on, the, on the moving forward. And all yeah. of a sudden I heard, well, Hey, wait a minute, this sounds like design and, this well, is interesting.
0: Well, and that's what was so interesting for me, too, is I was kind of researching the coaching programs and um, about, again, the belief that people have the answers inside them. And that if you're listening um, and you're really listening to people and you're really listening to the words that they use and how they speak about um, the the challenges they're facing or the the dreams they want to pursue – within their words are really the keys and the answers to helping them unlock how they're going to get there. Mm -hmm. It just reminded me so, so very much of the workshop that you would always do with me when I would get stuck on stuff. I mean, you know, with kind of the, the design thinking and the human, human centered approach. I mean, you would walk me through hopes and hopes and fears exercises. You would walk me through headline exercises, you know, all of those things, Mm -hmm. which are, very fundamentally, also great tools you can use in coaching.
1: Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're designing, you're trying to unpack your own intentions and things that would shape how you could move forward, and and face that in in a, in a manner where you can do a, some bit of it at a time to have clarity mm-hmm. and know, Absolutely. like, oh yes, this is uh, this is reasonable, or no, wait, I learned something by trying this small thing that instead of being stuck and, and not trying it, I, now I have some evidence to inform revising and iterating mm-hmm. and improving. And it's a whole, it's a whole, um, yeah, design learning process and very, um, like, it, I mean, things that I've, that I've found useful through, um, using, using evidence to inform how project move forward, doing research, yes. doing, um, uh, maybe, it could be called i think this is a term of art but i I've, I've always thought of, thought of it as radical collaboration where everyone just sets their title down at the door and and just faces the speaks honestly and, and and addresses the problems that that they're seeing and the opportunities and all that stuff and so it's so similar to you know i i was dealing with it on a, on a team basis and right yeah integrating individuals is a big part of it right making sure everyone is is um feeling safe and able to be heard and participates and all that, where the coaching just, just brings that all down to a, a focus that I found really appealing. And Excellent. I started to admire what you were researching before you mentioned, oh, hey, funny. wait a minute. Yep.
0: Well,
1: why don't you think of doing this?
0: Yeah, so I was doing research on lots of different companies and lots of different organizations and what the different certifications were and what the cost and what the timelines were, um, you know, because if I was going to jump into going back to school, which by the way, I think I've lost a bet.
1: I don't know. It's it's a gray area because <laughs> I bet I forget the time frame that I bet you on.
0: That's true. You had a pretty uh, short time frame.
1: I, I had a pretty short time frame, and I assumed it would be about your doctorate.
0: Okay. So when I did my master's in in marriage and family therapy, and when I finished and I graduated, I swore I would never return to school. And Rob bet that within, I think you said, within five years, I'd go back and Try to do my doctorate, yeah. and I said, "No way! I will never write a paper for another person ever again <laughs> in my life." <laughs> so here I was, um, you know, earlier this year researching all these different programs and taking a look at them, and there was all sorts of different options. There was everything from, you know, go away for two weeks and mm. do an immersive study program, and then follow a cohort for three months. To, you know, a year long program where every month you go away for a weekend with a cohort, Um, you know, lots of different kind of um, options and many of them based on that kind of model where there was some type of in-person travel Hmm. and then kind of an ongoing training. And the one that um, we ended up working with um, did not have the travel component and that was appealing to me. Um, it was a little bit longer program than some of them, but again, um, um, a, a kind of a better schedule format, if you will, because we knew that we wanted a program that was certified or accredited. I mean, um, with, you know, the different accrediting organizations, there's, I think three accrediting organizations out there that are, you know, international. Mm. Um, and so we wanted a program that was accredited and then, um, something that just really fit into the schedule and I was getting really close and I was kind of narrowed it down to two and then I kind of settled on the one and I was getting ready to outreach to them and really have some serious conversations with the admissions folks about their program and I think it was that day that I turned to you and I said the more I think about this you should do this program along with me.
1: Yeah and I laughed I thought that sounds awesome, but I'm pretty sure that this is not a uh, that I have a major roadblock. So yes, uh, Kate has her master's degree. I am completely self-taught. Yeah, it's not a, that's a baloney statement because I've learned it. I, I, I think of it as I'm a self-directed learner, and I, yeah. I, 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 I learn a lot through doing, and, um, and actually studying too. I mean, especially in the in the heat of my earlier systems development stuff, I'd be studying like All multiple thick books every single night for years yeah and
0: you know and you went to so many conferences and trainings and that type sure. of thing
1: so I've, I've received um yeah that kind of training and um you know problem solving stuff whatever and you're like you may be like well great well how the heck do you get into software development in a nutshell timing <laughs> timing and luck um i was um you know working overnights, thinking about what I was going to do next with my life. all my friends were in college, a lot of them doing you know doing learning computer things and whatever and I decided I wanted to make video games, so I started to study that and then I asked some friends to join me. We made a little garage band that started making video games that didn't make money, but then people were asking us to make websites and stuff like that. This is the super nutshell version of the story anyway, that experience. I had I had um, I had evidence that showed I knew what I could do and I could describe it and share it and teach it even in those days. And th- that that's how I got in to the to the industry and stuff. So I just have had my own experience and then I haven't stopped. Anyway, fast forward to now at this stage of my career which has, you know, eventually taken a far more design focus over time. I still engineer, I still build stuff, whatever. And a lot of times I help teams in a very multi hat wearing kind of way, but typically as collaborative facilitator, leader, what have you, human centered. And anyway, it's the experience. I always, it always, it's like, I tell my story and I, that, that opens a door and then, and I can show what I built and that opens a door, but I don't have a degree. And here's Kate, like, Hey, there's a thing. And you know, of course they're going to let you in. Right. But I think "Eh, that's probably not going to work for me, but I'm interested. I'm really interested. So, oh, okay. Clearly they allowed me in.
0: Yay. (laughs) So the school we're going to is the, the coach training Alliance, um, lovingly referred to as CTA. And it's just, it's been an amazing experience. I can't say enough great Things about the program. Um, we meet as a cohort once a week telephonically. And um, then there is lots and lots of work kind of outside of class, but we meet together um, every week for six months telephonically mm-hmm. and we practice. Um, it's not just kind of classroom learning. It's also hands-on learning where we're doing, uh, we have been doing live coaching both within class as well as out on our own, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's been fantastic. It's been a really great program with a really great model. So if anybody's curious or interested, feel free to reach out to us or um, check out Coach Training Alliance. We'll put a link to it in Mm -hmm. the show notes.
1: Yeah, happy to share thoughts on all that because I can see how this course of study is applicable to...
0: So many things.
1: Exactly, lots of things. I mean, people doing um, any kind of advisory thing. Where you just don't want to show up and tell people what to do, because how how long would you succeed in doing that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: Uh, Because you're always going to need to involve who you're serving. And yeah, whether that's directly helping them make decisions about their career or their finances or a creative project or what. Um, There's just a lot of ways to apply this.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, too, with the coaching, one of the things that I have found, and I'm going to ask you what you have found most, I think, fascinating or powerful. Mm -hmm. um, One of the things for me that's been most interesting has been, you know, it's not just about kind of asking you, you know, a bunch of questions and kind of helping you find your path. But it's also setting that accountability expectation and really talking through with people how committed they are to kind of taking those steps. Hmm. And I feel like, cause I feel, and I, maybe this resonates for me because that's where my challenge is, is like, I can come up with a hundred ideas. I can come up with, okay, here are the 17 steps I need to take to make, you know, myself a fantastic runner or, you know, to sew these next 17 sewing projects that I have in my head. I can come up with that plan, but how are you going to take the next step? When are you going to take the first step to get that done? Hmm. Um, What's that going to look like? What is that first step? Um, And what's the step after that? And when is that one going to get done? And then with coaching, you really kind of then set that expectation of, and how are you going to hold yourself accountable? And I think in my life, if I even would stop and ask myself those questions and even just journal down like those three questions, Hmm. what's my next step? Um, you know, how is that gonna get me where I want to go, and how do I plan to hold myself accountable? I think that would really shift my thinking because sometimes it's like, yeah, I know what I need to do next, and maybe I'll get to that in the next two weeks. okay, well, then how critical is that to really me getting my goal met? You yeah, know what I mean like totally. that it's, to me has been really I think one of the more interesting. Um, pieces.
1: Hmm. So it's that. Uh, if I'm hearing you, the the interesting thing is the um, complete system of uh, moving ahead, and as uh, with a mechanism for deeper commitment and involvement, as opposed to just saying sitting back and feeling smart. It's like, oh yeah, I totally see what to do next, and then. When yeah, people sit back and don't do it.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's completely that accountability piece. Hmm. Like that to me was a really big and interesting thing. Hmm.
1: That's like uh, an interesting
0: thing. Wow. That was a quite the an sentence.
1: Interesting thing. I like that it. That was what I a
0: nice thing it's there. N-
1: it's neato. So what about
0: for you? It was neato. What about for you? What's been super fascinating? Uh, what's been the interesting thing neato for you?
1: So what's neato for me mm-hmm. is that there's this i okay so <laughs> i'm i'm gonna say something and then I'll go back on it, and that's why what I think is neat mm. okay, so I can't wait Coaching is not prescribing it's yes it's not therapy it's not yes. um and it, and it's not consulting with an asterisk, right? (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: So for the most part, it's not that consulting. And so when I'm facilitating and working with a a group of people who are bringing their different perspectives and expertise to solve a problem and trying to figure out what, what makes their thing viable, desirable, and feasible, that I'm injecting some stuff in there, not just the questions, because as a coach, you're injecting the questions. There's a little bit of you that's like we can read in our textbook how the coach isn't putting in their own perspective and ideas. But you are. You are. It's just a matter of like why and how. being alive. Yeah. Why and how. It's one of the things that I faced in dealing with technology and, and the mythology, the myths around the uh, around, around the rituals of requirements gathering and how <laughs> who, whoever is doing that requirements gathering and what's driving their decisions and how do they express what they find, what they include and exclude and what they find and all that stuff. That That's a myth that like I just gathered requirements and I'm doing what I was told because of requirements. Super have a bee in my bonnet about that. But also excited about coaching, saying, "Hey, guess what? We don't have that." Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but then studying more, being like, "Ah, it's here." But it's it's subtle, and I think in a in a, and and represented in a healthy way.
0: I agree, and I, and I think one of the biggest things that we practice and that we talk about and learn about. And I think this is related to what you're saying, but tell me if I'm going askew, is, is not hijacking the agenda, mm-hmm. not putting kind of where we want things to go into the conversation. But our experiences are why people are coming to us. So exactly. I can't sit here and act like I don't have the background and the experience I have because then why the heck did you come to work with me?
1: It's right. It's like, why did someone call you, email you, right. have you? It's because of the signals you put into the world of the, what? Yeah. They're okay. It's fair enough. Um, you, said,
0: a, you said, why did somebody call me, email me, or have me?
1: <laughs> signal? I I don't know.
0: I'm like They don't get to have me.
1: Fair enough. You're already blushing. Fair enough. Uh Okay. <laughs> Awkward <laughs> description aside, um, <laughs> that th- so if you apply your background and interest in context and service of helping someone when they need it, where instead of just sitting there when someone's stuck and you can say, well, would you like to brainstorm some options here? I can I can write some things down. And knowing that that's a useful technique, right? getting people to sort of just keep moving because mm-hmm. so I've injected multiple biases right there because I believe in the power of, of um, like a healthy creative cycle. Oh, absolutely. And to say, well, um, you should, you, you are going to have t- a tough time if you go straight to that editor, filtering things out, s- hold back, get, get a bunch of things out, start associating and and, and then start filtering later. And you're going to, Arrive at more robust solutions. I'm super biased with this, but I've seen and experienced this. And
0: you have so many great tools. You have so many fantastic tools in your toolbox uh, to help people that way
1: facilitation, whatever. All right. And also being a dungeon master. Th-
0: the dungeon master, I know that has helped yes. your DM, although you don't make people roll dice that much anymore.
1: No, not much.
0: Thank you for that. All right. So, as let's wrap up kind of our coaching um, conversation here, mm-hmm. um, but would you please share? kind of the world of who you work with um, when you do your coaching.
1: Okay. So I work with essentially makers and designers and leaders who are creating products. And some of the things I've helped teams with in the past is to become uh, research-empowered. Yes, yes. The data isn 't telling the whole story. you have to combine it with the context of where you are as a team what you're ready to do, ready to do what you 're ready to do as a business, and all that and i can I can help coach through that process and also just that user centered thing of of like the meaningfulness of your products how are they uh, essentially how are you as a person as a creator or designer or product owner what have you? how are you making decisions that let you know you're bringing something about that's, that's making someone's life better?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So that's, there's that as far as the, the flavor of the background where I can coach you know, individuals and teams in that situation. But then there's the, always the, the, the classics of, of you could be a product owner, a designer, a, an absolutely. engineer, whatever, yeah. thinking about where you're going next and like navigating those kinds of things. Career path choices. Yeah, that's a that's a huge career
0: thing. path. How to with. how to work on your side hustle? How to build mm-hmm. the your passion projects? All of those things. That's
1: a great point that you bring that stuff up too, because chances are, you might be coming to me because I am I have called myself and others have agreed that I'm a bit of a side project rodeo clown, and I say that with all respect. Oh wow! To, yeah, rodeo clown in a way because I try to entice the like. I don't know. It the the metaphor breaks down. It does. It does. Just let it let it be.
0: All right. I shall let it be.
1: Yeah. So what, how about how about you? What are you uh putting in the world for the essence of your coaching?
0: Well, my coaching is really focused um around rodeo clowns. <laughs> no way. <laughs> We've got
1: a market like overlap. <laughs>
0: no. I'm not coaching rodeo clowns. Or you could coach me.
1: I don't know. That's
0: Sorry, I just had to throw that
1: in there. Metaphors break down. I know rodeo clowns have a hard job.
0: Well, that would be a hard job, no doubt. Clearly, but no, and I don't know
1: what where the creative is the creative, and the thing is, rodeos are sad and stuff. Ah. Uh, just the problematic metaphor I'm thinking about it too much. Tell me about your coaching.
0: My coaching is is I actually work with couples, which is a little unique. Um, I also work with individuals, but one of my focuses is couples um, who have passion projects, so people that are have a side business or a, a fitness school. I think of the um, triathlon you know competitors who they've mm. really got a lot of time and energy and focus into this something that they're very passionate about um, or it's a creative endeavor. Um, somebody who you know, has something that they really take some time. Um, and it's really, hard launching
1: a business when it, with one or both of you as a couple.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, just
1: saying hypothetically.
0: <laughs> right. We have a little experience in this area. Speaking from experience, coach what you know. Um, but I'm really, really focused on helping people juggle everything, manifest their big goals, and be fearless in their loving support for each other because I find that's often what partners want for each other is – how can we be supportive of each other? You know, the partner who is, you know, super passionate about their triathlon still wants to know how they can be, you know, a a present and supportive partner for their, you know, for their partner. So again, both couples and individuals, um, but people that have those kind of big passionate goals and they Hmm. want to push forward towards them. Um, And there can be a lot of complexities with juggling family and, Friends and obligations and you know I will um, I'd be remiss not to say in finances that's one Mm. thing that comes up very very often in my coaching sessions is understanding finances and and how do we as a partnership um, as a couple um, deal with financial pressure or financial struggles or financial insecurity um, and those kinds of things so that Mm. often comes up
1: that's that's awesome yeah I, I really yeah
0: well, um,
1: a fan of your coaching.
0: <laughs> thank you. I want to also thank the, the folks for like letting us come in and talk tonight about um, this thing that we're working on and that we've been doing. We're very excited about it. Um,
1: I know we're about to wrap this up. So you think about this. So like we are going through that whole business launching thing. Like what has been a particular um, what has gone like well so far and what would you hope could go better? With what we've been progressing through,
0: um, I think that the actual coaching, um, working with people has been exciting and inspiring and very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I say, I would say has gone really well. Uh, the, the other thing that has gone very, very well is the development of our um, kind of marketing tools. So our website and our scheduling software and all of that, which um, you have done an amazing job kind of figuring out what tools that are going to be best for both of us to use. Because I think it's one thing for you to design something for you because you know how to kind of get in and work with a lot of different tools. But you had to keep me in mind and knowing that my attention is a little bit more divided, right, because I'm still Mm -hmm. working full time. and. Um, and kind of have the other things in my life going on that you had to find tools that kind of met my needs as well. Mm. And you've done a, an amazing job at that where I've been able to go in and, and edit the website and work through the scheduling software and all of that without falling apart.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, super awkward. I did not mean to fish for compliments and catch a, catch a big one, <laughs> but thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> well, it's true. I think that's, those are the two things that have gone really well. Okay. What do you keep think it, has
1: positive or okay? What do you um,
0: think's gone terribly? <laughs> uh no, not terrible, but like this.
1: so this is a part of the retrospective pack practice, right? Where you know right. looking ahead, looking back, um, that kind of thing, looking back, um, thinking of things only in in a positive reinforcement. You, you know, you could be worse. At least you're looking back for data and you're finding some signal and and thinking, I need to keep doing that which is going well. Right. Awesome. So things that could be um, going better. Let's see. I would say the only thing that it's just the it, it's the the time in developing this stuff and like really making well informed decisions about the the tools and the brand development and all that, all the iteration. Uh, this has been a way bigger project <laughs> than <laughs> I thought it was going to be in the beginning. So it's yeah, I was I was naive. And, um, because, you know, I'm also working on some other, other things too. And like, for me, I, I say in the whole picture that I make, I teach and I coach.
0: Absolutely. And so,
1: yeah. I mean, and we're working on some workshops coming up, right? Yeah. That's so, coming up. Yeah. I mean, so I've been, yeah, I'm working on workshops and I've got, um, had a really neat test that happened earlier with a sale of guitar fretters. So I'm working on a new guitar fretter. Yeah. Well, a fancy version of the existing guitar fitter. Nice. So, anyway, so, but yeah, I, I was naive in thinking the my capacity would not take as big of a hit. So I guess that's my only, like, I, oh, sure. I, I wish it could go better, right? That's yeah, that category.
0: No, so, I, hear, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's a lot of work, um, and it's it is a big lift. And I know you're but it's doing a lot it. of I, I It I is like, worth it. I feel
1: great with all the practice we've done, and the and and this this, this school and and our class. It's been that's been awesome. Just.
0: All right, so where can you find out more about all of this? So, again, the school that we're going to is Coach Training Alliance at coachtrainingalliance.com. You can also check out we have a new website um, that has more information about all of our coaching information as well as some really fun pictures. Um, you can go to mycoachkate.com or you can go to robcoach.me. Mm-hmm. Um, those two URLs will take you to our um, our website um, we have, a, it's a joint website, so you can navigate to both Rob's page mm-hmm. and my page through either of those links.
1: But those links are memorable. Really? Yeah. Easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My coach, Kate, boom. Dot com.
1: Rob Dot com. Nope. Nope. Rob Dot me. Slash. Nope.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's some exciting stuff that we've no, got actually, going slash, on. Yep. Sorry.
1: That was a stupid joke.
0: Do you want to do it one more time?
1: No, I'm okay. not retaking. <laughs> What's in the show.
0: And this will be in the show notes for you. Um and as Rob alluded to, we are working on some workshops uh that we're going we have a workshop that we're going to be recording um together, so mm-hmm. that'll be fun. So for those of you that are fans of the podcast, you'll be able to partake in one of our joint workshops. And then Rob, you also have a brand new workshop you should tell people about.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean I've I've got a workshop that will help you with planning your next creative challenge. And I mean that's what it's called. It's uh customizing your next creative challenge. It's available at Skillshare, it's available at uh Gumroad as well. And if you if you go to my website, Robstenzinger.com, there's easy links to, to both. But what what's this creative challenge? Um so let's say that you want to practice your um your writing you want to write a novel you want to write a graphic novel you want to um make make a song a day anything like that there are so many different kinds of creative challenges out in the world things that I've done like 24 hour comic day or um well one that I've started uh of, like whew, 5 years ago called uh, art sound off where you make a podcast every day for the month of November
0: you know right now I'm following a really cool sewing um, That's awesome. Yep, sewing one, and it's more about just sharing. So every day there's a different prompt, mm-hmm. and so like day one was introduce yourself. Day two was um, pictures of your sewing machine. Mm. Day three was like your sewing space, and then there's like um, like gift exchange. Like what things have you sewn for a gift exchange? So there's been a really cool um, sewing one as what well. What is it
1: called? That sounds great.
0: Oh, on the spot.
1: Mm-hmm, on the spot.
0: It's IG bag something. Give me a second. <laughs> I
1: know. What?
0: <laughs> Instagram bags because it, mm. it's a woman that sews handbags that started it. She's fantastic. So sweetness is um, her thing.
1: I'll find it in a second. Okay. Keep going. That sounds awesome. So the workshop, Customizing Your Next Creative Challenge, it's – It's like the core workshop is like 25, 27 minutes long, and it helps you with unpacking things that you find fun and then informing using that to inform how could you make a creative challenge like uh, taking a look at your sewing lifestyle and making sewing projects or uh, writing a novel or anything. Right. And and. Finding a way to shape it so it's just a good fit for you. And that's that's what this workshop's all about, is customizing your next creative challenge. So it's fun. Awesome. And you get the outcomes that you want.
0: Right. And I think it's cool for anybody that that does one themselves or wants to start one to really kind of go through that workshop. All right. It is hashtag on Instagram, hashtag IG for Instagram, bagfest2019.
1: Hmm. Nice.
0: And um, day seven is... Um, the tags are labels that you use, Oh. and remember, you. If I were participating, which I'm not, because I'm an, I'm just a voyeur in this one, because I'm yeah. fascinating by all the things that these people are doing. But that one I would like to do because you made me really cool little sewing labels. Yes. <laughs> kind of digressing here.
1: Well, it's um yeah, I made you a little uh, label for uh, Kate made right, so you yeah. you can sew that into like I have some different. Uh, Pen and pencil bags and stuff. So speaking I know, of, right? Speaking of IG Bag Fest,
0: I know yeah, twenty
1: nineteen Bag Fest bags.
0: I could totally be doing this um, thirty day challenge, but you know what? I'm in school and I'm launching a business, so I'm good right now.
1: I hear you and podcasting
0: and podcasting. Which again, apologies, we have been a little bit absent um, since the start of school, so that's why the podcasts have been a little um, less frequent. But we've got mm-hmm. um, a couple of really fun topics lined up, so I'm hoping we can get a few more in before the end of the year, and then um, next year should be on a much more uh, consistent schedule.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, get back to that regular every other week yes. or whatever we end up deciding. That's our that's our rhythm. But thanks for sticking with us.
0: Absolutely. All right, got to jump into picks quick because we're running super long picks here. Picks quick,
1: bag fest, all right.
0: Picks quick, bag fest. Maybe that was my pick. That should have been my pick.
1: Mm, ah, yeah, rats.
0: That's going to be my pick. You know what? I'm calling it. My pick is everybody should go out to Instagram and follow the IG BagFest 2019 and see even if you don't sew or you have no interest in it. I think you would be fascinated to see kind of all of the different from these gorgeous elaborate like sewing rooms uh, with like beautiful shelving to like people who have like a closet and like a corner desk. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of folks can identify with that, right, where Mm -hmm. that's just like artists who have – you know, very tiny spaces to, you know, folks that have um, really had an opportunity to set up more of a space. And a lot of these um, people that are sewing are, are talking about, you know, when my kids finally went off to college, I got to convert this room, mm. you know. Or, you know, there was one person who was talking about someone in their family like built them a little space, um, you know, after years and years and they, they how how important that is to them. So some really cool stuff.
1: That's That's pretty awesome. And I, I, what a fascinating idea for creative, uh, creative challenge where it's almost sort of a bringing together shared experience in a variety of ways through these specific prompts. Yeah. Ah, that's brilliant. As someone who's dabbled in the creative challenges, I'm, I'm really liking this approach.
0: And, and much like some of the other ones you see, all 30 days of prompts were posted at one time, Hmm. you know, so that, You kind of could prepare, you know what I mean? Like you could gather up your thoughts and gather up your photos and be ready for your posts.
1: Gosh, that's clever. Because a lot of the challenges I've done have have some kind of um, high expectation of certain types of output. Mm -hmm. And this one sounds more like... um,
0: Community building.
1: Yeah, exactly. Connecting with others and sharing each other's stories. Yeah,
0: it's really cool. It's a very cool one.
1: Hmm. That's impressive.
0: Well, thank you for inspiring me to share that with your um, workshop.
1: Mm, well, yeah, you're totally welcome. I'm I'm thinking of um, talking with my uh, collaborator on the Art Sound Off Creative Challenge, and oh, maybe cool. we could, um, you know, be inspired from that approach, and and have a new new because every year we tend to come up with some some new prompts or new flavors and encouragement for people of different interests and whatnot to like. Yeah, just make you know. Post one podcast, post seven, whatever. Here's a few different themes and prompts and scenarios. But, I, yeah, I like this.
0: Cool. All right. Do you have a science pick since I just mm. totally fed that as my art pick?
1: Well, I do. Look at us impromptu. So you've got a LIGO and you've got a Virgo. And they det- they, they no, are... No, there's
0: um, a Virgo and a Scorpio.
1: Mm-mm. So... This one won't tell you about your lucky numbers.
0: Then what's the point? Probably.
1: Prob- honestly, maybe you could work it into that. But I think you would it would take some effort on your part to make that into your um your 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 finding the friendliness of the random things in the universe that are, you know, going your way or not going your way. To <laughs> tell. So what what it actually what they actually do is they they detect gravitational waves. And I think we've we've talked about LIGO in the past on the show. And the gist of what LIGO is, just to jump into that, is um it's an inter- <laughs> it's an interferometer.
0: Uh, of course, that's exactly what I thought it was.
1: And essentially it puts up a very long length of a pattern of for a laser and it's bouncing off of a mirror, two mirrors actually. So a laser that gets split and goes down a very long tunnel toward a, toward a mirror and then toward another very long tunnel toward a mirror. And then let's say some kind of gravitational wave fly, you know, goes whoa, 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 through the earth. And it has a very, very tiny effect. It's super potentially hard to measure yet. Th- yet this can detect such a thing, oh, wow. and it's um, uh, let's say while in principle the idea seems almost simple in practice, detecting that flicker is not. The change in arm length caused by a gravitational wave can be as small as one ten thousandth the width of a proton.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's little.
1: <laughs> That'd, That'd be small. Yeah, exactly. Take that creative challenge. Smallish. So that is um. Yeah, really hard to detect. But then, so then the thing is, is like, okay, so yeah, hey, LIGO sees a thing, but that doesn't necessarily confirm confirm it saw a thing because LIGO might have seen, um, you know, someone pound their fist in the meeting room uh, because it's so sensitive, right? <laughs> so LIGO might have seen someone's you know shout the Seriously? answer to a trivia question, right? Yeah, so they have to filter all this stuff out. And then they also have to confirm it with one of its other um, interferometers throughout uh-huh. the world. Friends. Friends. Yeah. Uh, they call them. They call them sister facilities. So like Virgo, or Geo six hundred, or Kagra, and there's more coming.
0: How long are these tunnel things?
1: Uh, like so, let's see. Like Japan, the Kagra is going to be in Japan, and that's going to be a three kilometer interferometer. <laughs>
0: Look at you. You should
1: have a song.
0: I'm sure there's a haiku about that. The three kilometer interferometer. Yeah, it's going to be a nerd
1: rap. That's a nerd rap rhyme. I'm calling it. Three kilometer interferometer. Someone comparing their interferometers. All right. So anyway, Virgo is in Italy and is... um, That's I think that was sort of the original pair as far as as, um, interferometers on different parts of the Earth being able to detect a gravitational wave, and that's where there was excitement um, a while recently. As far as like when when they very near when they were first both on as a pair, where there was um, I think it was like two neutron stars colliding, right? And we heard that whoop sound. Do you remember this? It's a while back. Yeah, they they make it. They go whoop. Because they're, they're partying <laughs> And the stars are
0: You looked at me though like you and I heard the sound You're like remember those stars collided And we heard that Whoop. <laughs> but we, No honey I don't Pretty sure we played like, were, we, were we driving in the car when this happened
1: No so okay I, I, I thought that I played so they made a data uh, They made an audio
0: Simulation
1: Sure so it's, it's like turning data into audio Oh, sure! Like, so you can can have a data visualization. You could have data sonification. They turned that data from the two neutron stars, and they made a whoop. (laughs) I
0: just like when you do that sound.
1: Yeah. And anyway, so what happened recently is that LIGO and Virgo Virgo probably spotted uh, the first black hole swallowing up a neutron star. What did it sound like? I don't know. (laughs) I haven't heard the data sonification. (laughs) I'm going to guess it's going to be a, like a beat drop. Wow, 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 wow.
0: Oh, you think it's going to have that much noise, that money?
1: No, it's going to be wow. And then people they, are going to turn it into a okay, beat drop.
0: Okay, they're going to put it on that's a
1: loop. That's my uninformed prediction.
0: Okay, well, good to know.
1: Anyway, so yeah, that's a bit about LIGO and its other similar uh, interferometer instruments. When and then my happen? pick is though the LIGO and Virgo probably spotted the first black holes.
0: When? when? When, when,
1: when? Uh, it was a few weeks back. It was in August.
0: Okay. So recently, though?
1: Yeah, pretty recently. Okay. You know, in this, I mean, incredibly recently in the idea of, you know,
0: space and time, grand
1: space and time. Yeah.
0: Nice pick, babe. Thanks. Virgo and LIGO, that's actually more than one thing.
1: Nah, don't pick, police me. So it was pick context. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm ready time. with my rationalization. Don't make me I bust you, out know you This is rationale- what you spend
0: most of your podcast prep on, is rationalizing your pick. Mm. All right. People like it. They do. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you all for listening and for being part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online?
1: Uh, so, you know, we have a long name, right? Anyway... So we are art and science punks on Instagram who likes long names, but then Twitter doesn't. so on Twitter we are art science punks. Nice.
0: And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> but someday I'm gonna write. <sighs> we are also available available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and readings. Thanks, and you can tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter or at Kate Stenzinger on Instagram.
1: And I'm on Instagram also as my name, Rob Stenzinger, and I'm even on Twitter.
0: Keep building, making, and sharing.
1: Interferometers. I mean, you know, I'm here and like everyone's here with me, so let's roll. All
0: right. All right. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore because it's late. All right. I want to see your spreadsheet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the outtakes.